Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, moms. Welcome to our Mom to Mom podcast. And today we have Cassie Flannery joining us. Thank you for joining us today, Cassie. I'm happy to be here. Cassie has graciously offered to answer some questions we have for new and expecting moms, and we're so happy to have her with us today. Cassie and Cody have been married for 12 years. Uh, Cody is our worship pastor at OCC. They have four children, ages three, five, seven, and nine, and they've been attending OCC since it started 14 years ago. She also helps with our women's ministry and our kids zone programs at OCC. So I'm really excited that we're going to be talking specifically today to address some of the questions that moms have actually sent in at OCC and soon to be moms. So we reached out to some some ladies and just asked some questions that they might have to ask from a mom that's been through some of this before. So um, many of these questions, I, I what I like about, about about doing this is that they're from the moms of our church and they can really speak to to issues that arise as you're getting ready to have your first child. And we have a lot of people in that category at OCC right now, or even has had their first child already. And there's just some questions that they have. And so I also really think this is great for moms who are currently not in the trenches, who have maybe have been removed from this for several years, because what it can really do is it can help see the struggles that they're basically facing or worried about, things that they're concerned with that maybe they've forgotten. Like I know I've been removed from those infant stages for a few years now. My, my youngest is four, and I sometimes forget about the concerns, the worries, the stresses that some of those new moms are facing. So it's really good to remind me and other moms that maybe are a little further removed some about some of those questions. So let's get started. Uh, I really, I'm really excited to have you here today because I know that having the range of kids that you have, you have some that obviously you've been doing this for a while, so you have some experience, but you also have a younger, some younger ones. And so you're very much still in these stages. So the first one I want to ask you is just what have quiet times looked like for you during the different seasons of parenting? Um, because as we all know, quiet times can really be challenging sometimes with little ones and how to make that a priority. Well, for starters, they became much shorter than they were (laughs) before having children. I had to adjust my expectations on what the time would look like. One of the things that I was encouraged to do is by someone who was more seasoned and had moved through a season with young kids already was to separate my Bible study time from my quiet time Mm -hmm. and to really focus on just connecting with God in my quiet times and not worry about getting through whole passages of the Bible in one sitting. That's a really good piece of advice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was very helpful. Another thing that I've noticed is sometimes my quiet time would be reading through the Jesus Storybook Bible with my little ones and really just connecting with God through the story that we were reading that day. I've done that with my kids too and I would try to convince myself like oh this isn't a quiet time but really any opportunity where God's speaking to you through his word like that's really a quiet time Mm -hmm. and a lot of times doing that with your kids that that really helps you to hear from Jesus even if it's not one-on-one alone in a quiet place yes it can still be that that hearing from God yeah some other things that I've tried is I try to have a backup plan so 
if my goal is to get up before my kids and have my quiet time before, I have a backup plan because often one of my children is up before me. (laughs) So my backup plan is, okay, during snack time or um, maybe during my first nursing session when I had a little one who was Mm. feeding still. I would try to pick a couple markers in my day that I would check in and say, like, have, have I connected with God yet? And if I haven't done that, then that's that's what I'm going to do with this first moment of free time. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that became really helpful so that if I couldn't get it in before the kids were up or at my first point, I had a plan B or a plan C yeah. sometimes even. Well, because those unexpected things come up a lot. Yeah. And so it's actually a really smart and wise idea to have those different check-in points, like you call them, because then you have moments where you can really evaluate, did this happen? Nope. Okay. Well, here's another opportunity for it. Yeah. Another um, thing that Erica had encouraged me to do is to think of it more kind of a la carte, like... Maybe I pray while I'm showering, Mm. and then I might have a one-page devotional open on, like, a place that I visit often throughout the day. So when I can sneak a minute in, I can read that really quickly. Yeah. Or I have scripture above my sink, so when I'm washing my dishes, I can be either memorizing or meditating on the scripture. Mm. So trying to blend it with other things in my day and then separate the pieces of prayer and, and getting God's word in throughout the day. So one thing I'm hearing you say a lot of is that you don't get the large chunks of time when you have littles (laughs) or multiple kids. You don't get the sitting down for an hour and meeting with the Lord in peace and quiet as often. That might come some, but you have to be really strategic in how you're getting that time in. Yes. So, sorry, there were two other ideas that that came to mind. One thing was um, that was really helpful in some seasons when it worked, if I could get up early before my husband left for work and I could go on a walk by myself, sometimes mm-hmm. I just listen to the Bible app and walk, getting a few minutes to myself was often very helpful. Yeah. Or if I could get a more extended time and spend a little bit more time on a chunk of scripture once a week or once every other week, maybe on a day off when my husband was home and could take the kids for an hour so I could get that time in. Yeah. And or maybe a friend to watch them during the lunchtime or, you know, or an evening or something. Yeah. So. Those are those are all great ideas. I And one of the reasons I wanted to start with that question is because really we're not going to get what we need for our day to be a good parent, to be a good mom if we're not first going to the Lord. And so quiet times are really um, an opportunity or even just a moment with God, time to pray, time to get into his word of really setting our day off on the right foot. And so um, I also wanted to ask you, what are some things that you wish you knew but didn't know to ask about? So that as as parents now, we have things that we know. But I, I remember when I was in premarital counseling, our counselor used to always tell us, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so what are those some of those things that you didn't know that you wish you knew? Hmm. I think one thing I wish I would have known was to ask for more input about what to like bear up under the pressure of and what to like when to add something in and when to step back. Mm. So I think early on I focused like solely on being a a mom and I I dropped some other balls that I really probably should have kept. Mm. And I, I think I wish, I wish I would have known to ask for more input from mentors and leaders Mm. in that season. So what are some like examples? Like you said, you, you dropped some balls that you really wish you would have held on to. There were some opportunities for training or serving, and I stepped back from those things to focus on 
learning how to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I wish I would have like bared up under that pressure. Mm -hmm. I didn't get input from people about those decisions. Yeah. So I I just didn't have a category for that. I think just overall, just asking for more input, like when to start disciplining, you know, like how long to wait to do that or like, you know, I know some Mm -hmm. of that's case by case, but so what I hear you saying is like the importance of community and reaching out to other people who are ahead of you that might have some insight in things mm-hmm. that you might not have known yeah. or thought thought about mm-hmm. previously. So those people who can really give you insight into things in the kind of the long run, like you're mm-hmm. seeing more of I'm here right now, but they can see ahead and they yeah. can see down the road of what would really benefit you. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. Another question we had from from a mom was, what are some strategies for calming our sad, which that's an acrostic for selfish, arrogant, and destructive hearts? So what are some strategies for calming our sad hearts when under the pressure created by little sleep and continuous interruptions? Praying for perspective and help Mm -hmm. so that I can move into my day with a perspective of serving God with my day, making the mundane tasks um, an act of service and mm-hmm. making them sacred. A scripture that like comes to mind for this attitude is Luke seventeen ten b. I am an unworthy servant, and I have only done my duty. Another thing that has helped me maintain that perspective of serving my family is to th- think through and pray through one thing that I can do each day to m- show love or meet a need for each person in my family. Mm. In seasons where I've been diligent to do this, it has really helped shape my perspective for what my day is about. It's not about my to-do list and the responsibilities that I have to like check off my list, but like really meeting the needs of my kids and my husband. That's a good perspective. That's something that I'm not always very good at. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a very type A checklist person, so it can be hard for me to think about that. But like thinking about what could each of my children or and my husband benefit from today like what's something I could do for each of them that's a really good perspective to Mm -hmm. to think through how to be a blessing to your family another perspective that I've been challenged to the lens that I've been challenged to see my day through is um, seeing interruptions as like appointments that God set up as training or opportunities for training for my kids or for myself yeah proverbs nineteen twenty one says many are the plans in a man's heart but it is the lord's purpose that prevails so when i'm putting away the dishes and i just want to finish putting away the dishes but somebody comes in and they need something or i hear an argument from the other room or the baby needs another diaper change yeah. or whatever it is my task-oriented self wants to finish putting away the dishes before I move to that thing but keeping in mind that like God has a plan for that time and Mm -hmm. so being willing to stop what I'm doing to look someone in the eye or take care of a need that is more urgent is um, helpful. Yeah I think it's it's sometimes hard because it is hard to view those moments as anything but interruptions when we're in them like I have a goal this is interrupting my goal. So it's really hard for me to be joyful about those interruptions when they come. Mm -hmm. Like the kid who's in the bathroom saying that he just finished using the restroom and he needs me to help him. Or the kid who needs help with spelling another word for writing his paper. Like they happen all the time. And every time that happens, it puts you off the next thing that you need to do. But it's that 
kind of set, like you're saying, stepping into that posture of these aren't interruptions. Like these are my, so my, my, my job, my responsibility. Like I'm blessed to be able to do these things. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I'm still in a season of really working on is to take a deep breath when I feel the frustration or the upset rising in myself mm-hmm. and um, to get on their level. And then um, a friend of mine told me to talk very slowly and quietly, which What's help, which helps calm you down. <laughs> yes, it helps me remain calm, yeah. just like Proverbs 15.1 says, yeah. right? A soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I'm intentional to really slow down and talk slowly and quietly, yeah. then it helps me remain self-controlled and not give in to anger or wrath. Yeah. We can't all be like Ella from The Enchanted. Is that the movie where she like runs around like singing and dancing as she cleans everything and has help from all the birds? Like, if only that was our reality, yeah. but it's not. <laughs> Things are a little bit more stressful and intense, and oftentimes we're doing it, you know, on our own. Mm-hmm. But that's that's you know also one of the privileges and the blessings we have in parenthood, right? Yes. Um, one of my husband's mentors said to give yourself permission to enjoy the work you're doing now. Mm. So I try to find ways to make what I'm doing enjoyable or to find the fun in it. Um, one of the examples that I um, have of this is I have a song I sing when I'm changing a poopy diaper. I made it up one day when I was changing a diaper. So that was like a thing. When I, anybody had a poopy diaper that needed to be changed, I would sing. <laughs> Did they ever start singing along with you? Uh, some of them okay. would like, or they would, as they got older and I was changing younger ones diapers, they, they would, they, <laughs> they would sing it, it and they would, and I would make funny voices and they would giggle. And yeah. So it would make the time more enjoyable. That, mm-hmm. So a way to connect with them rather than just like focusing on the task of changing the diaper. Yeah. So, That's and, a really sweet idea. Another question I want to ask is who or what has encouraged you during the seasons of really being in the trenches and, um, in, in those new stages of parenting. Like I, I think back to when I was a, a first time mom and I remember coming home from the hospital and I was in the shower. It was like my first time where I didn't have my baby, my oldest with me. And I was just bawling my eyes out. I'm crying and I'm thinking to myself, when is life ever going to feel normal again? And mind you, I mean, I've been like a mom for two days and it's feeling very like intense and heavy. And I remember getting out of the shower and I I was crying to my mom and and I asked her that question, like, is anything ever going to feel normal again? And she, of course, assured me, yes, it will. Like this is, this is just a stage, a season, like your body's gone through a lot. You're in a huge transition. You've just gone from having really no one depending on you to having this life completely utterly dependent upon you but I just remember thinking that like wow this is this is a lot and so there were some things that really encouraged and helped me in that season so so what are some things for you that that have really helped you I think for me when I thought about this question community came to mind Mm -hmm. and in several different ways before I was a mom there were young moms in our congregation who invited me into their homes during the day when they were at home with their toddlers or babies and um, they would just include me in their day and then as we had moments in between the kids interrupting or needing diaper changes or naps they would ask me what was going on in my life and really invest in me that way so 
getting to see another mom parent in her home mm-hmm. was um, a huge help, like moving into that stage of life. I saw what it looked like right. ahead of time. Um, And then now those moms, 14 years later, have teenagers and college students. Mm -hmm. And I'm encouraged by (laughs) seeing like what they did and how God has used the training that they gave their kids and the wonderful adults that their children are now becoming. So that was encouraging in the season when my kids were little to Mm -hmm. know that like other people have gone before me and used these same values that I'm trying to instill in my kids. They did the same thing. And God has really used that in yeah. their kids' lives. I can relate a lot to the community. I, I know for me that what helped get me out, out of some of those moments were like check-in points in my week. Like I knew I could rely on group each week and on mm-hmm. going to church. And then, we, you know, we had park playdates. And so those were like three points of things I knew I could be around other moms to talk to, seek advice from, like really check in with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just feel like I wasn't alone, you know, cause it can feel very lonely sometimes. So community, that's, that's, that's really key. Yeah. The play dates with friends, with kids, this similar age in midweek was huge for me. Yeah. Having a few moments, getting to see my kids play with other kids mm-hmm. was always an encouragement midweek. And then once we had, now we have park days. Yeah. So those were always a good connecting point, a check-in point to kind of bring my eyes up from the day-to-day and the home life to remember that like I'm part of a body and there's other people out in the world doing the same things Mm -hmm. that that I'm doing. And they do require sacrifice. I I mean, one of the things I heard you say is like when you were young and didn't have kids yet, you would go to someone else's house, someone else who had kids Mm -hmm. and you would get bits of pieces of time with them. It's not like you're sitting down for coffee for an hour and a half, like laying everything out. You're sacrificing some of your time to get those bits and pieces, but Mm -hmm. still benefiting from that. And, and the same is true for going to, to different events and park dates. Like sometimes you're having to sacrifice nap times or sacrifice your schedule. And that I can relate to that. Like I had to do that many a time to get to the things I wanted to go to. But like I always benefited from those things. Mm-hmm. And my kids did too. Yeah. And then being in like small groups and being challenged to be open and honest and there was one small group I was sharing some discouragement about a certain parenting situation and struggling with some feeling of like failure. Like I keep making the same mistake. Mm. And I got a card from one of the other moms who was in the trenches with me and uh, could relate and sympathize with me. She sent a card with a scripture on it. Um, It was first Peter four, eight above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. The card was on my fridge for years. I think I just recently t- took it down. Wow. It was a, a real s- source of encouragement throughout the years when I would struggle with that same pattern that something God was training me in. And I could I could look at that and remember that I'm also, in addition to failing, I am also being obedient to love my kids. And yeah. God can use that in his mercy mm. to, to cover over my, my failures and my shortcomings. Yeah. So he really used people mm-hmm. in your life. And that's a good point, too, because a lot of times we don't often think that we can be that kind of encouragement for someone else. Like we, if we're aware of watching what other people are going through or struggles that they're having, like a quick note can mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, that person probably doesn't know that you kept that up on your fridge for years and how much it impacted you, but it did. And it was a simple gesture. It probably took a couple minutes out of their day and it really meant a lot. Mm-hmm. 
There's also, I had a, some scriptures that came to mind that were sources of encouragement in, in the season of parenting with young kids. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And then Psalm 16, especially verses 5 and 6 and verse 8. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my life secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Mm. And that one coupled with Psalm 103:14, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Those things encourage me, especially in seasons that are hard and difficult. And I feel like what I have is not enough to, re- to remember that like God knows the boundaries he's placed in my life. He knows mm the portion that he's given me, the responsibilities, the children I have, how much they sleep or won't sleep. (laughs) He's taken all that into account. And my training program lines up with their training program. And he's Mm going to use those things in our lives. And he's going to be with us in the midst of our training and help us through it. So you're saying it really gives purpose and direction as opposed to just, this is just random. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason for this, which makes it seem more directly from the Lord, you know. A lot of what we've talked about up to this point has been hard, like stuff that parenting is hard, motherhood is hard and difficult, but there's also a lot of sweetness. And so I wanted to ask you, what has been something exciting or some of the most exciting things you've experienced uh, becoming a new mom? I mean, I know this was obviously several years ago, but even in in just the stages of of welcoming a new baby, like what what are some exciting things you've experienced? trying to picture Silas as a baby yeah. what is that like baby Silas <laughs> um nursing every 30 minutes yeah. and <laughs> bumping in between <laughs> let's see one thing that was exciting was just like seeing the world through his eyes as mm. he started to move around or um I remember him finding a butterfly out, outside one time and like his amazement and wonder at that and getting excited every time an airplane flew over, you know, things that I forgot to like even notice anymore. Mm. And then getting to share with him, like, like God made that butterfly and, and being able to like connect with God in a different way by like seeing the world through, through his eyes was one thing that was exciting and fun that I think I didn't even expect that. You hear that phrase a lot, like seeing things through a child's eyes. Mm-hmm. It brings new meaning when it's your own kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the sweetness of relationship with friends who had become moms in the same season and getting to re- relate to them, getting to do life alongside them, the opportunity to relate to people who weren't from church, who hadn't been to church, it created more opportunities to meet people. I'm hmm. typically pretty shy and it was always a hard like step to introduce myself to somebody but if my kid is playing with their kid on the playground mm. or um you know they have a similar stroller and I could say oh look I my friend researched this my my friend from church researched this stroller or people would ask me about it all the time it was a new way of doing life together yeah. by parenting together you know it was a new way of relating to to people 
and it helped me like bridge that gap of being shy or um, it being difficult to reach out to new people. So that was something that was exciting and new, was a a new way to meet people. So a lot of newness, like it opened up your eyes to kind of the world in a different way with your son, like seeing things through his eyes. And then it also opened you up to a lot of new relationships Mm -hmm. with people that you maybe hadn't been able to experience that with before. Yeah. Those are some great points for sure. I I think sometimes it's easy to get focused on the hard and not think about all of the good and Mm -hmm. the fun that comes from being a mom, which there's so much of. And I mean, I think back to some of those early days with such fond memories, some hard memories too mixed in there for sure. A lot of that as well, but, um, some really sweet times. And I also think a lot of how I'm, I never again will have that season of the free schedule. Like I have in parenting Mm -hmm. as I had then. So, I mean, there was always, people would tell me like, you know, things, you know, get harder, busier, everything as you get a job, as you get married, as you have kids, but uh, the older our kids get, the more things they're involved in, school, sports, different things. And, and that stage really provided a lot of opportunities for me to be free, like have a freer schedule. Mm-hmm. And so I look back on that time and really enjoy that and think, wow, that's a really good opportunity for the newer moms to buy up. You can call that mom and be like, hey, let's get together for a play date. Yeah. Because why not? You know, I'm, I'm home. You're home. Let's have, let's have some time to hang out. So what, what advice would you give to new moms or soon to be new moms in this season of parenting? Pray, pray, pray. (laughs) Make the most of feeding time. Mm. I feel like that's one thing that I did not do well. I used my phone as a timer, but then it was close by and easy to just like peruse Mm. social media. I really wish I would have use that time to pray for my child, to connect with God, were more valuable ways for me to spend that time, I think. So maybe make a list of like, these are the things I could be doing while I'm feeding my son or daughter, and then refer to that. Yeah, and then I think I heard this a lot, but I did not believe it. (laughs) I still even feel this like, it goes by fast, you know? Yeah. The days feel long, but the, the years do really go by fast. Um, so my encouragement would be above all, do not give up. Galatians six, nine says for the one who sows his own flesh will reap the flesh in the flesh corruption, but the one who sows in the spirit will reap a spirit of eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Mm. So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are in the household of faith. I think one thing that that you said earlier, too, really responds to this question, and that was how you, how everything that we, we were given, like the specific children were given and the, the situations, like our training ground. Mm-hmm. And so if we can remember that as we're parenting, like remembering that God is training us and growing us as well as our kids, like that will really help us in the long run. And so keeping that perspective and, and that perspective of like endurance and the the long goal in mind, like will really help benefit us. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing Cassie. Sure. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.